Welcome everybody, I'm Pat Bryan, I'm Performance Director at Spokes and you are listening to Bespoke, the individual training podcast. Uh, I have got with us today Coach Aitor Altuna, who has been uh, working with me for, I want to say a couple of years now, Aitor, I think you've been with me, but you've been, you're definitely one of one of the rising stars in our coaches, young, young lad from Spain and uh, you've got some interesting like methodology that you use and one of the things that we posted about recently was your um, anaerobic power reserve work that you've been doing with a lot of uh, the clients that you've got so first of all I saw thank you welcome to the podcast uh, if you could just tell our listeners who you are and, uh, and anything else relevant yeah sure thank you Pat I'm I'm glad to be here and we have been working together for, for some time and I've been racing for like 10 or 11 years uh, road cycling. I also tried some track and stuff and my interest with training, physiology, coaching and and so on started like four years ago or so. I started reading books, educating myself and, and I started working with some people that was was interesting on on me and so far so good. I'm I'm quite happy with with being a coach and applying all the knowledge that that I acquired in the in the last years. Fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, like I say, it's been a real pleasure having you with us. You've had some of the the best results out of a lot of the clients that we've sort of um, given to you, and it's I've definitely um, over the sort of time we've been working together, I've had like uh, uh, I've been loving sort of checking in with uh, your clients, especially because uh, they always tell me uh, tell me great stories about how uh, how sometimes sometimes quite hard it is, but how actually like individual like the work is that you give them. Uh, obviously, one of the big things that was at Direct Power Coaching and now spokes is this how much we kind of uh tailor all of our coaching training everything to to the individuals so so this thing when you wrote me this blog and you sent it over to me about the anaerobic power reserve is um Uh something that was uh really really like interesting to me so i think that we'll start with like what it is what is it what does it show uh what does it predict for sure so in order to individualize more the the training prescription there is a way to do Exactly for the anaerobic interval. So, I mean, for all the rest of the stuff, we have FTP, VO2 max and all that. But the anaerobic power reserve is a model to to predict how much power can a person do for a given uh, given time, but for a short period of time, like between five seconds and, and three minutes. So, basically what it's defined as is the difference between the maximal aerobic capacity of an athlete which equals to the power output of the video too much, which can be achieved with a, with a step test, and the peak sprint power. So the difference between the maximal aerobic power and the sprint power is, is the, basically the anaerobic uh, power reserve. So basically, until VO2 max, we have primarily aerobic metabolism. So we are using oxygen to produce energy, but when we pass that point, the anaerobic metabolism becomes more important and, and we use that more. So we have two types of anaerobic metabolism. Uh, one is using lactate and the other without using it. And the anaerobic power reserve is basically how much energy you can produce with your anaerobic metabolism, which is effectively uh, the difference between the power at VO2 max and the peak sprinting power. And that's basically what what the model is. Um, so, Aito, uh, tell me about where this model came from. Where's the history? Yeah. So, 
as we said, with the with the aim of individualizing more the how we we plan anaerobic intervals and and to understand more how athletes perform, they started developing this model with with runners. So they used instead of power, they used the speed, and it's basically the same. So the maximal aerobic speed by doing a step test and doing a sprint test to to guess what or to see what the the maximum speed was. So they use this model with it's basically a mathematic formula that that looks at the difference between those two two speeds, and then they use some exponents and all that. But there is some very interesting work done by uh, Sanders. In he has published some research and he has worked with uh, Jan Bovisma. He's now the coach of Dimension Data, and he was my coach a few years back. And he has done some very very interesting work with that. And he has tried to to adapt that model to to cyclists. So basically, he he worked with professional athletes, uh, cyclists from uh, Jumbo Visma, and he changed a bit which parameters he used and the exponents. So uh, initially, the the maximal aerobic power was uh, the power uh, produced in the last step of a, of a step test, and he reduced that to a three-minute all-out all-out test because that model predicted a bit better the, the results. And he also changed slightly the exponent, and so those are basically the the two differences. And in the spreadsheet that that we will we will share, uh, the model is the this one, the the one developed by by Sanders. Fantastic. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so. What what void does this fill? Who is this? Who's this for? So, as I said, for general purpose of training, we use FTP, VO2 max, critical power, and all that. But those are mainly aerobic parameters. So, for everything below VO2 max, so high intensity interval training, but which is like three minutes long or below VO2 max. And all the endurance, tempo, sweet spot, FTP, and all that, we can use those parameters. So we can use a percentage of VO2 max, FTP, critical power, aerobic threshold. But as these are uh, primarily aerobic parameters, it, they are not so good to, to work on the, on the anaerobic system. So let's say we have one person that can do uh, 150% of FTP uh, for one minute, but we have another person that he can achieve that that power. Those two guys have the same FTP, same VO2 max, and the same aerobic capacity, but one can sprint at, let's say, 1100 watts, and the other one just 800 watts. So the difference between those two riders is their anaerobic uh, capacity. So in order to achieve with uh, a good stimulus for each rider, we should know how big their anaerobic capacity is and target the, the intervals to their specific capacity. So if we give the same uh, percentage of FTP to those two riders, those two workouts will cause a different demand in the body and the adaptation will be, will be different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's the, I mean, 
just just for the people that are listening, what's the danger of training uh, potentially uh, if you were to just blindly follow something like 150% of FTP rather, yeah. and, you're, and you're not, you're just physically not capable of that. Um, what's the dangers there? Yeah, that's basically a generalization made by maybe looking at what people can do. But if we look at different athletes, they can have the same aerobic capacity but the anaerobic capacity can be very different. So let's say one is a really puncher with a very good one minute power or so. And we have another guy that is like a time trial is very constant and he can he doesn't have that much. So if we give if we are trying to improve the anaerobic capacity, if we give them the same percentage of FTP, those guys, one will be able to do the the intervals, but maybe the time trialists won't be able. So the danger is not being specific, not taking into account the different parameters of one athlete and not giving the, the ideal and the individualized training for, for that athlete. Absolutely. So this is uh, this is sort of like an evolution, I guess, on, uh, on, on really being sort of super specific to the individual. Um, in what in what circumstances would you apply this? How would you apply it? What what would you do with it? So, I would apply this with an athlete that is trying to improve his sprinting, trying to improve his, I don't know, maybe his race has a one two minute climb in the end, and where he where the race will be decided will be in that point. So, if I have an athlete that is trying to improve those short efforts, I would totally implement that with him. So basically we will, the, the model works by doing a couple of tests, which are a three minute all out test and the sprint test. So I would give the athlete uh, in the same workout because you can do a really hard sprint and a three minute effort in the same, in the same ride. So he would do those two efforts and then there is a, there is a mathematical formula to calculate we, what power he can produce for a given time. So we will attach, I think, a spreadsheet with the model and the spreadsheet will give uh, by putting the, the three minute power and the sprint power, the spreadsheet will give how much power the athlete can produce for a given time. So uh, once we have that, we put the data in the model and we can know what power can specifically the athlete do at any given time. So uh, basically, if we want to to try to improve his one minute power, we can know by doing those tests what his predicted one minute power is. So instead of giving him 150% of FTP or something like that, we can target the, the intervals looking at his predicted power perfect yeah we will build that into the spokes website so uh yeah well thank you for that the the spreadsheet what we'll do is only if, if everybody if everybody listening at home wants to try this out for themselves they can head to uh, spokes.fit uh, and then click on the blog pages and then in there search for anaerobic uh anaerobic power reserve and uh, on that blog, we will put in a, a calculator uh, for everybody to use so that they can find out themselves exactly uh, the benefits of this or where they sit. It's, uh, it's, it's an incredible bit of tool, really. And 
uh, it's exciting and, and definitely fits in with what we're what we're trying to do at Spokes. So I guess I guess really, Itoi, could you give me like an example of one of your athletes that's been using this? Yeah, for sure. So I I had an athlete Ethan who was trying to improve his sprinting, and his goal were like a few crits, and he wants to do some track later in the year. So basically, he's like the perfect candidate to to use the this model with. Now, I mean, it's a bit tricky. It's not like you have that, this model, and all of the sudden you have like, all is given to you, you you know what exactly to do. So you have to put a bit of, a bit of coaching art in how you, you prescribe the, the work. So let's say you, with Ethan, if I wanted to, to improve his one minute peak power, so the maximum capacity, not how many of them he can do. I would try to target a power that is really, really close to to his maximum predicted power. So maybe if his predicted power is 500, so like, I don't know, six intervals with a long recovery, but really, really close to that maximum. Right. In one case we did, we were trying to improve uh, his ability to produce power for one minute and a half or so for one event. So <clears throat> I, I wanted to do a, a workout that had a good amount of time at the intensity of uh, that he that the model predicted predicted for one minute and a half. So the predicted power was uh, 414 watts, and I a couple of more watts or so to, to try to push it a bit more and we planned to do eight intervals of one minute and 15 seconds so we did 15 seconds less than, than the goal but at uh, 416 watts with quite long recoveries in between and then once he did the workout he averaged exactly 416 watts and the, the amount that we predicted for the eight intervals and his uh, comment after after the workout was that he gave everything and and that it was practically in the limit so that's basically the goal with with this model to to accomplish uh, an intensity which would be like the most that he can do but being specific to him so we predicted an intensity with some guessing and some some work that the coach needs to do, we we gave him some intervals, and basically he nailed every interval at the exact power, but he couldn't do any more. So that's basically what what we can do with with this model. With some experience and and some guessing, we can achieve a very specific target that is individualized to the athlete and basically achieve the the maximum adaptation that that we're looking yeah that's that, that's fantastic really because like you say that's exactly what we want from a from a training perspective um, as coaches we want to make sure that the client gets to the point where they can do absolutely no more in the session and it be the perfect the holy grail if you will exactly. about, like of that of that stress on the body to produce the adaptation too much and you and you're going, you're going in the wrong direction. Too little, and you're not going anywhere. 
Um, yeah. And I think that what what we have here is something a system that actually is like here you go this is this is what you are and it, it's, it's fantastic to see because I mean you, you as a coach you must have seen this before and then the listeners at home probably can think yeah. of at least one at least one time that they've followed a, a session maybe that's uh, a Zwift session trainer road maybe even a coach that's not as experienced as as you I or maybe they followed a session and they've they've only completed 75% of that and and maybe maybe back in the old day when when before we had this sort of the, uh, this sort of system uh, we we were probably planning with that little bit of like that sort okay. of blinkers on a bit blind and and we were just hoping that you would still get the best bang from your buck from a system so this really does this system really does seem to uncover it some of the unknown and uh, and really yeah. place a, a quantity an individual quantity which is is incredible what do we say like if you apply just 150 percent of, of ftp you'll have an athlete that will achieve it because maybe he has a great anaerobic capacity but another athlete that is more aerobic and not as punchy won't achieve it so it's exactly what you say to achieve the amount of of a strain and of intensity that a specific athlete needs, and, and really this this model can can give us that that target. Not uh, a hard thing to follow, but a framework from which we can we can plan. Absolutely, and yeah, obviously Ethan's Ethan's one of ours, and he's a he's a great guy, and I know he loves the coaching as well. He's uh, what's his targets for the year? Yeah, so he had uh, the Tour of Cambridgeshire yesterday, but he had a honeymoon, so he had to change a bit the, the target. So that went out of the way. And now he's looking to, to do some criteriums because he has been a bit of time out of the bike. So he wants to to get back to racing, to to learn again the, the tactics, the dynamics and all that. And he's really looking forward to do some, some track racing this this winter, so we are mainly trying to to build that, build some aerobic capacity because he has lost a bit with with that riding, and also trying to, to improve his anaerobic capacity to to target the, the specific goals that he has this this year. Absolutely. So yeah, Ethan's a really good example here because he hasn't got a lot of time. Um, so yeah. and li- like you say, he's had his honeymoon and he's he's coming back to racing from uh, from some time off. And I know he's he, mentally he's in a great place. I know because he's really committed and really motivated. Uh, but he's time poor, like 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 most of the athletes that we we see. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I mean, we would all love to train and ride around like 30 hours a week i tour like i know i've seen you do some do some lovely <laughs> long rides <laughs> but um yeah. I, I know that the average person is time poor so something like this is uh is, is incredible because what you can do is you could you can actually make, ensure that the training you are doing is uh is exactly the right one it's like it's, it's it's maximizing the efficiency of your time or the effectiveness of your time and i guess if, if not knowing this now i mean Again, it's probably something that is quite individual. But if you now with Ethan, if you were to compare Ethan with somebody where you weren't, or you, or maybe a time before you had the APR system, and uh, uh, do you think that you probably are able to get an extra session in, or at least uh, there's probably something around like improving recovery, especially if you're not giving them too much and you're giving them just Absolutely. the right amount. So they're probably actually not just getting more from the session. Uh, that you're prescribing but actually the next day session and maybe the week on whole um they're actually doing more would you would you agree with that yeah exactly because 
I mean, if you give 10 intervals at, I don't know, 500 watts, and the last three intervals, he's, he can produce the power, and he's doing 400 watts, and the last is just 300 watts. Obviously, that, that athlete is, is doing too much, because if you have already achieved the maximum capacity that this athlete has, basically, going for more is just going to produce more, more fatigue, and probably won't give any more benefits. I mean, there are cases with mainly with endurance and that going to that, that extent of being tired, not being able to, to produce much power, but that you're trying to improve endurance, maybe you're trying to deplete a bit, but basically in anaerobic intervals that hasn't, doesn't have much sense doing that, that kind of not being able to, to identify which, the, which is the limit of that athlete and giving too much and then the athlete doing too much work and not being able to to keep pushing the the following days. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree with that. And talking about sort of giving yourself the the best chance, I know there's a lot of um, listeners that will be uh, probably wondering this. What would be your key uh, nutritional advice for people who are uh, wanting to make sure that they also got that right in terms of maximizing their potential gains from these types of sessions? Yeah. So hard and so high intensity. Basically, the, there are two, two main sources of energy. One is glycogen stored in the muscle. So basically, you need carbs for anaerobic work. And the other one is phosphocreatine. So that's stored in the muscle also. But I mean, if you supplement with some creatine, can help. But there is not so much evidence that the benefits will be higher if you consume creatine. So maybe... You can do the intervals at a slightly higher power, but it's not clear that giving that external aid will make the adaptation bigger. So basically, in this case, for anaerobic intervals, really high intensity, glycogen dependent, the the basis is carbohydrates and and having a good good amount of glycogen in the muscles. Absolutely. So carb up. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's very interesting, isn't it? It's sort of, um, I mean, what's the, t- what would, what would be a? Can you give us an example session? Maybe how long, how long would you give yeah. somebody a, a high intensity session? What does that look like? Um, tell us a little bit more about that. So basically, the anaerobic system is is divided into one is the lactic without uh, without any lactate. And the other one is with lactate. So the first one is using just phosphocreatine, as I said, but that's like really, really, really intense. All out sprints or close to all out, but very short with high, high recoveries. And the other modality is the, the lactic, lactic system. So here the, the cells are using lactate as an energy source. And usually the, there are like, some key points to achieve an adaptation or so basically if if we want to achieve a an lactic uh, response so without lactate it needs to be like really really intense sprints and trying to deplete really fast but with long recoveries and at a very low intensity or maybe including just really small small bursts of intensity and maybe one type of this training can be doing like 10 seconds at 
really close to the limit, but not allowed. And then doing 30 seconds of PC recovery. And if you follow that, if you do like, I don't know, maybe 10 to 20 intervals of this, you achieve a really good response because those 10 second sprints are really hard, but the easy and long recovery doesn't accumulate lactate. So in some research, this kind of session just accumulates like two millimoles of lactate, which is basically <laughs> endurance space. So you are taxing that specific system and not accumulating lactate. So you are specifically targeting this. And this would be a good target for mainly sprinters or maybe punchers, but that the duration of time is really, really, really short. So that's basically important for sprinters. And then if we want to tax more the, the lactic system, we need to include not so, so high intensities. So maybe 30 second sprints at 90% of max. So we can look at the anaerobic power reserve model and look which is the, the predicted 30 second maximum power. So we give that athlete 30 second sprints at 90% of that intensity with two minute rest in between. So if the recovery is less than four minutes, normally you are taxing more the, the lactic system. In the, in the previous case, as the burst was so, so short of 10 seconds, you are not producing that much lactate, but in this case with 30 second sprints, it needs a really long recovery to, to not produce lactate. So basically we can do like four sprints of 30 seconds with two minutes recovery, 10 minutes of rest, and another, another set of four sprints of 30 seconds. So basically those could be an example of, of the two two kind of workouts that an athlete can do for those two different systems. Absolutely. So you kind of you kind of touched on it there. I guess the people who can benefit most from this are probably just your sort of punches and sprinters. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, the ones that need any explosive power, is that, that that's what you're sort of saying? Yes. The guys that benefit the most are sprinters, punchers, so maybe if you watch pro, pro racing, that you can imagine if you are... If you like a uh, riding style that is close to one sprinter, like, I don't know, Gaviria uh, or Rockerman in the Giro, that he was really strong. Or mm. maybe a rider like Peter Sagan, Van Avermaet. Basically, those guys rely really heavily in, in their anaerobic system. And for those guys, the anaerobic power service is really a, an amazing tool to try to improve as much as possible that, that specific specific uh, capacity but also maybe you are not a puncher you are not a sprinter but you do some rolling races maybe the you win by going in a breakaway maybe a breakaway of 30 minutes with some bursts because you have to go to the front every time so those are really lactic lactic uh, taxing anaerobic efforts and for those guys also, more uh, towards the lactic, lactic system, so using lactic, introducing that kind of, of work is also, is also really good. And also, I mean, mainly if you are in a, in a race and, and there will be attacks, you will have to cover some moves, you are going out of a corner really fast, those are really hard efforts and 
and some anaerobic capacity is needed. Maybe not is not the the move that that you will win, but being able to respond to these moves and not taxing so much yourself will make you stronger for the for the key moments. And in that case, also working working on that anaerobic capacity will will help. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And um, I guess that the, 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 we kind of covered the pros there. What are the cons? Are there any limitations of the APR model? Yeah, sure. So as I mentioned earlier, it gives us a framework. So it predicts we, how many watts we can produce for, for a very short time. But that doesn't give us uh, a session, doesn't give us how many intervals to do, how much recovery to do in between. So those are things that the coach or the self-coach athlete needs to, to take into account and to do some, some art. So basically, we have the framework, but with that, we have to know how to apply it. So maybe if you, if you want to do one-minute intervals at, I don't know, at 90% of the, of the intensity, not every athlete will be able to do 10 intervals or 15 intervals. That will depend on the aerobic capacity of the athlete, but also there are many other factors that, that affect training, not only anaerobic training, but also regular training. So if the athlete hasn't slept well, if he hasn't carved up, as we said, if he's coming in, those things will affect his performance. And obviously, we... We don't have to only take into account the, the APR model, only think about it, only follow how many watts it's ready. But also, we, as, as regular coaching, we have to listen to the athlete, how he's feeling, how he's improving, how maybe he's a bit fatigued. And we have to take into account what, what he can do, how many reps, how many uh, recovery. And also, as I mentioned earlier, how to plan those intervals. because. If we are trying to improve the how he uses lactate for doing those hard efforts, we have to plan the workouts in a certain way. If on the other hand, maybe he's a climber but he wants to have a really really strong attack or really strong spin, maybe working on the a lactate with that lactate will help him because he won't be able to develop as much those anaerobic capacities, but he will have a punch for them. So Basically, the IPR gives us a, a framework, but we have to, to open our eyes and look what's, what's around, what the athlete is feeling, how is going everything and, and that. So basically, those are a bit the, the limitations of, of the model. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's and that's a fairly fairly consistent limitation across almost every model or methodology in cycling training, and probably beyond okay. cycling training. We just think about any of the systems that we use; they all come with these great, uh, great. I mean, like FTP has its limitations, TSS, CTL, and everything like that has some limitations, and and, and they're all they're all part of the bigger picture. And I love that you mentioned the sort of uh, metrics that you can involve, like uh, how especially subjective measures like uh, how the athlete is feeling and uh, and then tying in nutrition and one of the things as well we could we could mention is that genetically some people some people are just uh, genetically sort of uh, limited limited by their genetics okay. as it were um, in yeah. terms of whether whether they're ever going to be really a, uh, the strongest sprinter I mean that's what we say isn't it the professional cyclists like um, 
But yeah, Viviani and Sagan, they're all they're, they're the people that work hard, but they're they're naturally gifted. They're genetically just like they're, they're genetically going to be uh, if they, as long as they apply themselves, they're going to be uh, the best of their in their sport. But uh, for the for the common person though, that's not something to to stop you from doing it. Certainly, I mean, like we say with Ethan, Ethan's got uh, a, a very bright future. I'm I'm, lo- I'm very much looking forward to seeing how well he comes under under your sort of guidance this year, especially with the the track uh, track later on in the year. So. Uh, it's fantastic, really. It's all exciting times, and I love the fact that you're you're bringing these uh, these new sort of um, uh, sort of methods that and models to to my eyes. Because I'll be honest, like I hadn't even heard of this before uh, before before you sent me it. So so I'm I'm, I'm always I, I'm I definitely I don't see myself as like too big headed to sort of admit when I when I'm learning something. I, I think the the saddest day is when when you meet somebody who presumes that they uh, that they meet, they know everything just because they've been in a sport and coaching for anything in their industry for that long so thank you for for, for opening my eyes to this because it's something that I'll be using going forward no doubt and uh, um, and and likewise this is probably going to be something that we'll see adopted by more coaches so I'd just like to say thank you uh, Aitor it's been a pleasure having you on um, Bespoke it's uh, it's excellent to know more about the uh, APR model and uh, especially very grateful to have you as part of the the coaching setup at Spokes for uh, any of the listeners at home, uh, if you want more information, uh, you can access the blog that uh, Aitua has written on the on the Spokes blog. Uh, you just head to www.spokes.fit and then you click on blog and you can search in there uh, the APR model and it will come up. And uh, likewise, what we said earlier, there it will be a um, spreadsheet sort of calculator um where you can go and you can plug in your data uh, what was it it was sprint maximum and three minute maximum ITO, wasn't it yeah exactly yeah so everybody at home all you need to do is you need to go and uh, i'm just i'm laughing a little bit because i've done I, I give three minute tests usually to a lot of my athletes um and i think if you've never done a three minute test it seems really easy on the face of it but actually it's it's, it's painful. quite it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody well i'd like uh, we, we could head to head to the comments on that blog and let Ito know exactly what you think about a three-minute test um yeah. thank you very much anyway Ito. it's been a pleasure having thank you, you on, and thanks to the listeners we'll have you back at some point in the future and we're going to talk about uh, a plant-based diet because i know you're a vegan and uh it's something that i'm i'm a massive fan of as well i was vegan for a, a short time and i'm sure that you and i could probably talk about how we get myself back on that but plant-based plant-based for the win anybody at home make sure you look out for that and turn um, turn your notifications on for spokes channels because uh, you don't want to miss a thing thank you i um we will oh, chat again pleasure. soon and uh everybody at home have a great morning afternoon or evening it's been a pleasure i'm pat bryan performance director at spokes and this was bespoke <laughs>